The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the hosts and creators of this program. This is the Pet Buzz. This is the Pet Buzz. Freshly collected with news, celebrity pet gossip, and the latest pet trends. The Pet Buzz gives you the latest 411 on everything pet related. Everything pet related. Hosted by pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. And here's the Dynamic, Dynamic pet, pet Duo. Duo. You are listening to the Pet Buzz, the ultimate in pet talk radio. You know, I take this time right now in the beginning of the show to talk about some of the things that are on my mind. So I'm going to share some thoughts with you, and hopefully you'll comment on our social media channels. You know, it's interesting. First, it seemed like it was a pet food thing, and now it seems like a CBD thing. So I'm going to explain. So I have literally come to the belief, and a lot of this has to do with you know, being an observer and living in Dr. Flex practice and just talking to pet people, dog and cat people, you know, wherever I, where I meet them. So, so let me explain. So I've kind of believed that many people think if they buy a $50 or a holistic bag of pet food, that's going to cure all of their pets ills. I mean, it's true. Better food encourages better health, but they still have to believe that being proactive, meaning taking their dog or cat to the vet, on a yearly or biannual basis is really extremely important. So a $50 bag of pet food is not really a replacement for a vet visit or, or annual testing. So now it seems that that same pet owner philosophy is focusing on CBD. So a lot of pet owners are believing that if they give their pet CBD, it's like a panacea for everything, arthritis, pain, et cetera. But that's not dealing with a lot of pet problems. So many pets are put down because owners don't want to deal with the fact that their pet is ill. They think if they give some CBD, better food, all the problems will go away. And that is not a substitute for seeing a doctor and having your your pet checked out. So if you haven't seen a veterinarian in a few years, you need to schedule an exam and have some testing done. You know, like I said, so many pets are put down because people really ignore the symptoms. So wait, I'm not unfeeling and I'm not uncaring. And I understand that it can be expensive. But if you find out what the problem is, you can make the decision from there. Maybe if you had a longstanding relationship with your vet, you know, he'll let you work off a payment plan or you can save up or you can have some other options. I mean, we keep hearing on a day-to-day basis, the economy is better. And I know vet care can be expensive, and I truly understand that. Like I said, I'm sympathetic, but I don't want you to let your pet suffer. So find out what your options are. Schedule a vet visit. That's my two cents for the week. So let's kick off the show with our weekly countdown. And of course, I always want to hear from you. So four in segment four, I'm talking about January is National Bath and Safety Month. I'm offering some of my top tips about how to safely bathe and care for your pet. It's get your groom on time. Yeah. And seg three, Amy Tokas, who is the president elect of the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals, that's NAPO, is joining us and talking about pet organization. Do you need help organizing Fido and Felix's stuff? Well, in two, this is where we get to dish about celebrities and or their pets and talk about flex facts. We love this section of the show because it's just fun and it's really educational. And one, a wedding is a special moment in the life to celebrate with loved ones. And for many, pets are both friends and family. I would agree. I would agree. It's no surprise that 
more and more couples are including their pets in the biggest day of their lives. So to talk about incorporating your pets into weddings is Alyssa Longobuco, Senior Style and Planning Editor at the premier wedding magazine, The Knot. Alyssa, welcome to the Pet Buzz today. Hi, you guys. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. I, I know. Mean, Alyssa's from The Knot. It's like... It's, it's cool. A, it's totally it's really cool. cool. <laughs> okay. So... Why has there been an increase of having pets having roles in the weddings? Yeah, we're seeing this a lot nowadays with modern couples. And as couples are looking to um, personalize their weddings more and more, a pet naturally comes into the fold with that. So they're looking to make it a true reflection of their life. And for a lot of couples, a pet is just another family member. So, of course, they're going to want to include them in a special way in their day, just like they're including their friends and their family. Love that. Love it. I think it's going to be great. I'm so excited the knot is here. I can't even just contain myself. Okay. So let me just calm down. You know, I mean, you know, I'm always excited. Calm down. I know. You know, what is it? Calm down and like, yeah, like talk to the knot and calm down. You know, those like little things. Okay. So what kind of roles have you seen um, pets playing in weddings in the last few years, Alyssa? That can kind of run the gamut. So obviously you have a subset of people who love to bring their pets to the day of their wedding. Mm -hmm. So that can mean like their dog walking down the aisle as a ring bearer or getting ready with them in the bridal suite or the group with the groomsmen. So that can be definitely one option for you. But beyond that, if you have like a little bit of a scaredy cat pet and that you don't think that they would do well on the day of, there's plenty of different ways to incorporate them into your day. So you can use their likeness on your stationery. You can name your signature cocktails after your pet's name. You can use cake toppers that look like your favorite cats. And and there's really just a lot of ways to sort of nod to your love of your pet without actually having to have them there. Because it does complicate things a little bit if you have them on site for your wedding day. Well, you know, that's that's interesting when you say the scaredy cats, because that was really my next question. I can see the dogs being involved in the in the weddings, but how do cats get involved? Sure. Cats, you know, as you can imagine, are probably a little bit more flighty and won't be really great around 150 of your closest friends. (laughs) Dogs are hams. They might love it. But cats, I totally agree. And you don't really see a lot of people bringing cats um, to their wedding day. But you can do a few of the things I mentioned. You can incorporate a sketch of them. You can frame a picture of them on your family table with all the rest of the pictures of your family and your loved ones. You can even do a donation in lieu of a favor to your favorite pet charity or cat charity in honor of your cat. Oh, yeah. All those are great ideas. totally great ideas. Okay. So I'm just curious, like, what do we see animals wearing on these special days? Because, you know, we talk about the dress and now finally we started talking about what the groom is wearing. So what is the pet wearing? I got to say, this is like the cutest thing, the cutest trend when it comes to pets at your wedding day is what they're actually wearing. A lot of times, again, I'll come back to the dogs because they're the most likely ones you'll see there. So we see them wearing a lot of, you know, color coordinating bow ties. Maybe their bow tie matches the color of the groomsmen or your father or your significant other, you know, whatever it may be. A lot of times, too, if they're a girl, sometimes they have like a floral collar or they'll have the florist create um, you know, a garland that will go on the leash as they walk down the aisle. So they have a little bit of a festive attire to go with them, too. And then we've also seen things like little dogs wearing cufflinks, <laughs> which I just think is so cute. Um, <laughs> so you can really kind of personalize it as much as you want. Okay. You know, Alyssa, in the last two years, we've seen in a lot of the magazines and the newspapers an increase of bridesmaids and groomsmen walking down the aisle, bringing awareness to rescue dogs and adoption. 
or as a remembrance to a deceased family member who might have loved that breed or something. Can you talk a little bit about these examples? Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is just such a sweet way to incorporate things, um, pets into your day, especially if you're not someone who has a pet yourself, but you love pets, or like you said, you're doing it as a tribute to um, a past family member. I think it's just super sweet. So we do see a lot of people, you know, carrying adoptable dogs down the aisle or having, you know, a little pen set aside during your cocktail hour of kittens that can be adopted. If adoption and pets and animals are something that's really close to your heart, this is just another way to personalize your wedding and incorporate that love of animals into your big wedding day. You know, and I think it's a great idea because, I mean, there have been recent stories. I, if you were a call, Dr. Fleck, do you remember we talked about the groom? He went on his bachelor weekend with his friends. And while they were out in the woods hunting, they found a little, you know, girl dog and she was pregnant and having puppies. And there was like nine puppies. Do you remember this? And then every all the groomsmen adopted. Which I thought was really great. And I also thought it was unusual that they went out in the woods for the groom's party. Well, you know, <laughs> to each its own. Right, Alyssa? <laughs> Well, that's pretty cool. I don't remember that. Yeah, it was, I, you know, it was, well, I didn't tell you because I was saving it in case we got the knot, oh. of course. Well, any of our listeners that are listening now that are getting ready to make that big move on that day, hope that they've listened to your suggestions and will be able to incorporate their pets into the, to the wedding. And we want to thank you so much for joining us today. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. Well, everyone, that was Alyssa Longambuco, Senior Style and Planning Editor at The Knot. Well, at least she enjoyed my story. Well, to plan the ultimate wedding, let The Knot be your wedding planner. For more information, visit thenot.com. And up next, Celebrity Pet News and Flex Facts. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. We would love to communicate with you via social media. Use the Pet Buzz social media channels on Twitter and Facebook to make a comment or ask a question. Post a picture of your pet on Instagram and tell us about his or her unique personality. You can also write to us at team at thepetbuzz.com. For more information about our show, our guests, and buzzworthy freebies, visit us at thepetbuzz.com. Hey, I'm petrondologist Charlotte Reed, and research shows walking at least a half an hour every day can reduce a person's risk for heart disease and other serious illnesses. So regular walking is a great way to live a long and happy life. For most dogs, an hour of physical activity each day is necessary and will help them lead healthier lives free of disease. Walking a dog does not only have a physical benefit, there are plenty of psychological benefits for both the dog and the owner. There are so many smells, sights, and sounds in the outdoors that a dog is mentally stimulated every time he or she walks out the front door. Taking a dog on a walk will also help to solidify the strong bond between you and your animal. Give your dog some positive attention by doing what he or she loves. Take your dog out for a neighborhood walk today. Does your pet have dry, flaky, and itchy skin? Do you find yourself visiting the veterinarian repeatedly because Fido or Fluffy has skin allergies or ear infections? EpiPet to the rescue. Developed by a veterinarian, EpiPet is a revolutionary, high-performance skin and ear care product line made with the finest natural ingredients. EpiPet, for you and your pet, means better pet health. 
For more information, visit epi-pet.com. Thank you so much for joining us on the Pet Buzz. This show is hosted by the dynamic pet duo. I'm pet trendologist Charlotte Reed. And now we're going to kick off our segment with celebrity pet news. You know, Joachim Phoenix took a quick break from the Screen Actors Guild Awards festivities on Sunday, where the actor took home the SAG Award for Outstanding Performance by a male actor in a leading role for a performance in The Joker. He took his time off to comfort and offer water to pigs at a Los Angeles slaughterhouse. So after the awards ceremony, Phoenix then quickly made his way to Farmer John Clotary's packing house, where he joined others bearing witness to pigs entering the slaughterhouse in an event hosted by Los Angeles Animal Safe. So according to Phoenix, now this is interesting, most people don't really know of the torture and the murder in the meat and dairy industry, said Phoenix, who talked to vlogger Jane Velez Mitchell in a video shared on Facebook, and I'll post that video up for you guys. And he said, he further went on to say, we have a moral obligation to talk about it and expose it for what it really is. We are so indoctrinated with these happy images of animals on farms, on the covers of meat containers, at restaurants, and it's a lie. I think people need to know the truth, and we have an obligation to do that. Those of us that have seen it for what it really is, we have an obligation to expose it, and I have to be here. So there he was, there at the slaughterhouse, holding a container of water and giving it to pigs. Now, I agree with him to a certain extent. So if you recall, Dr. Fluck and I, well, especially I, felt that it was an obligation to share with you and discuss the Fair Oaks Farm atrocious conditions and how the staff was beating baby calves. It was just horrible. And because really, by exposing it, it really affects you via the supermarket chain. So I'm going to share that video about Fair Oaks Farms again with you on our social media channels, just so you kind of have an idea or kind of see how Yoakum Phoenix is probably thinking. Okay, so now let's talk about Flex Facts, okay? Welcome to Just the Facts. Just the Facts. Fact or fiction? Just the Facts, ma'am. You want answers! I want the truth! It's going to take long. You got the time. So I'm substituting in for Dr. Fleck for Flex Facts. So uh, today we're going to talk about pet food storage because I think it's an important thing. So many times I run into people and they really have no idea how to store their food. So pest contamination, food poisoning, upset stomachs, and even altered taste and texture can all be a result of how you store your pet's food. Commit to following my tips for proper pet storage and you can ensure you've done what you can for your pet's food safety. Okay. So while you're at the store, I want you to check the expiry date. So always check your pet food's bag expiry before buying and feeding it to your pet. Many natural brands in particular have shorter shelf lives. So make sure your pet can eat all of the food before the best before date. You know, that says best before date up in the top hand corner. It looks like it's stamped usually with blue or black ink. So food can be good after the expiry date, but Pet owners should always use their discretion. If you're in doubt, choose a smaller bag or freeze a portion of it to extend its freshness. Okay, that's great if you have a small dog, but if you have a big dog and you're buying 40 and 
larger pound bags, you can't really freeze it unless you have a giant freezer. Okay. So check the packaging before you buy any pet food. Make sure there's no, the packaging is in good shape. There's no rips and tears in the bag and avoid packages that have been repaired or resealed with tape. You never know how long they were open for. Okay. Now let's talk about storage containers. You really want to store pet food in a cool, dry place under 26 degrees Celsius or 78.8 Fahrenheit. You want to avoid humid conditions that pets and mold thrive in. Hello, Florida. Okay. You want to make sure your pet food container is airtight with as little air as possible so that you can give your pet a fresh taste. This will prevent pests from infiltrating your pet's food. Okay. In the bag. So this is where people make a big mistake. So pet food should be stored in the original bag, folded or clipped for freshness, and then kept in an airtight container. The reason you need to keep the bag is you need to keep the information on the bag so that if you have a problem with the pet food or your pet gets sick, that batch of pet food can be traced. So I don't necessarily recommend a plastic storage container because then it could affect the freshness of the food. They're also not made with the highest quality plastic. And the plastics can also collect oil from the food and over time really become rancid. So it's really important to keep those containers nice and clean. Okay, so that's why like metal or glass storage containers are really the best. And like I said, the plastic can make it have an undesirable flavor or a smell. And then, of course, your dog or cat won't eat it. And then you're out of the money for the bag that you spent. Okay, and also plastic scratches pretty easily. And those small nicks and dents can also contain bacteria, which, of course, can harm the food. Another ka moment. Okay, for fresh taste and to prevent food contamination, only keep what your pet can eat for three or four weeks. You don't really want to have so much food because when, especially in the summer or humid conditions, the food can go bad. Okay. Store excess pet food. Like I said, freeze it in a freezer chest for up to six months and make sure you double wrap it. You don't want your freezer food tasting like pet food or vice versa. And you know how that can be. Okay. So you want to keep, you want to reduce the likelihood of pest infestation. So keep it off the floor is always a good thing. Maybe on a a rack in your, um, like your mud room or in your pantry. That's always a good idea. And also, you know, Portion feed your pet by using the scoop for the right amount. So you have better control of how much your dog or cat eats. Uh, and this way, you're also going to encourage healthy eating behavior, which is really important because so many pets are completely overweight. Okay. So you want to keep, like I said, once you throw the, the bag out, you don't want to throw the bag out. So you always want to keep that particular batch information. So even if you do throw the bag out, keep the batch information, like I said before, And wet food. You don't want to leave canned food out longer than four hours. So throw anything away your pet hasn't eaten. And really, this is key. A lot of people never did this when I own my pet care service. They never wash their dish with soap and water before reusing it. And I always thought that was really gross. So in the refrigerator, it's important to know that you can keep canned food for about seven days in an airtight container. So you can wrap it up, plastic wrap, or put a pet food lid so, and the, and both of those work. I prefer the pet food lid. Um, you know, a lot of times if you go to your vet, your local vet, he'll give it to you, those lids for free. You don't want to mix dry with water. It's not really recommended. Maybe if you have a puppy or a sick dog or dogs with dental issues or cats with dental issues or other medical conditions, you might want to mix it. But 
that moist food can collect bacteria. And if you notice, it also expands. So it's really a good idea to just not mix it. Oh, and you don't want to freeze canned food. That's a bad thing. It kind of changes the the taste and the texture. And especially for cats who are totally finicky, don't do it. Lastly, wash your hands after handling pet food. So many people have gotten salmonella from handling contaminated pet food. So they're sick and their pet ends up sick. Like I said, wash those dishes. Really, really important. You got to replace the water daily. Don't leave the water. There's dust in the air. It lands on the water. So always keep cool, clean water to keep your pet hydrated in a clean water bowl. That's me, Charlotte Reed, substituting in for Dr. Fleck for Fleck Facts for the week. As he always says, well, that's all the Fleck Facts for the week. Okay, so more of the pet buzz very soon. Bet you can't wait for my I Likey of the Week. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. We love to communicate with you via social media. Use The Pet Buzz social media channels on Twitter and Facebook to make a comment or ask a question. Post a picture of your pet on Instagram and tell us about his or her unique personality. You can also write to us at team at thepetbuzz.com. For more information about our show, our guests, and our buzzworthy freebies, visit us at thepetbuzz.com. I want to be a contender. I want a warm belly to sleep on. A big house. How do I look? Do do I look good? I want to play hard. My nails done. Once a month. I want. I want. I want a home. I just want a home. I want someone to love. Last year, more than 30,000 companion animals came to us without homes. 20,000 of them were felines. Let's make some homes. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Buzz, the best in pet talk radio. I'm petrondologist Charlotte Reed. And I'm veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. And let's talk about my I likey for the week. That's the way it has to be, because that's the way I like it. It's genius. I like it. I love it so much. I like it. It's to die for. I like it. You know, it's really cold all over the country, and in some places it's snowing and it's raining. And even in Florida, we do get some cold weather. When it's cold at night, I love to climb into bed with all my dogs and cats, but I keep us all warm with this thing called Snuggle Safe Pet Heating Pad, which provides up to 10 hours of warmth. I mean, it's so warm. So it keeps the animals warm at home or away. And that's why I love it because I can take it on the road with me. It's quick and easy to use. No wires. Ideal for elderly pets or really in those cold environments. Think of Minnesota. Think of Alaska. So all you have to do is microwave the snuggle safe heat pad for a few minutes and it will give you hours of warmth and comfort for your pets, whether it's in the day or the night and used and recommended by vets, breeders, rescue centers, kennels and catteries worldwide. Snuggle safe microwave heating pad. It's made in the UK and it's been on the American market for over 16 years. It's safe and non-toxic. The Snuggle Safe heat pad contains thermopole, which is non-toxic. Just follow the heated instructions correctly and you'll be fine. 
Thermopool remains predominantly in a solid state. It's about $28 on Amazon and it's worth every single penny. Well, these days, pets are like kids. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but I find that with so many pets, I have their stuff, which includes their clothing, their toys, their grooming supplies, photos, and it's all over the house. So I need help. So since January is National Get Organized Month, we're bringing in professional help. Yes, you do need help. Anyway, joining us today is certified professional organizer, Amy Tokas. Amy is president-elect of the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals. That's NAPO. And she's also the owner of Freshly Organized. Oh, doesn't that sound nice? I feel like I just got a squirt of lemon. so fresh. Yes, a squirt of lemon. Yes. Amy, (laughs) welcome to the Pet Buzz today. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate being invited to talk about organizing pets. Oh, this is so important today. So I'm going to ask that first question. Why do we need to organize our pet stuff? And what is one rule we need to follow about organizing? So the biggest reason to organize your pet stuff is so you can find it. Because if you can find it, then you don't overbuy and um, buy extra stuff and, you know, waste money and time looking for stuff. And I would say the one rule to follow is to put like things together. Oh. And do you want me to give an example? Yeah. (laughs) No, no. I mean, I can give you an example if Uh I may. Yeah. So I did a TV show this week and I talked about grooming products and I had my grooming caddy with all of my pet's grooming stuff. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting because I put the dry ingredients or the dry stuff on one side of the caddy. It's really a cleaning caddy that I picked up at Walmart. So the brushes and the combs and the tools Mm -hmm. were on one side. Mm -hmm. And the wet products, the shampoo, the wipes were all on the other. So how'd I do, Amy? Is that good? It was organized. That is a perfect example of putting like things together. I can tell right away we're going to have to have Amy back. Absolutely. Okay, Okay, so (laughs) Ames, after a walk, leashes have a tendency to end up Anywhere we put them, what do you suggest for organizing them? So this really varies per person and per house. Some people will want a hook. So if you come in through your garage, let's say, you would probably want a hook right where you're going in and out to hang the leash. Some people may not have that, so they might have a basket near the door where they come in and out. Or the other option is just have a pet supply area. The key is to work with what your dog's natural tendencies are. Typically, my dogs, they get excited when I get the leashes out. So I need to have them right by the door, ready to hook up and go. Because if I'm walking through the house with the leashes, they would be going crazy. (laughs) You know, you have to work with your dog and the space that you have. That makes so much sense. Another great tip. Yep. And it happens. Wait, I feel spritzed. Oh, you feel that I, freshness? I do. Yeah. I do. Okay. I feel that freshness with freshly organized. Okay. okay I love that. <laughs> okay, Amy. What about the toys that the dogs seem to have them scattered all over the house? Oh, my gosh. I have a golden retriever. Hmm. And he, that is exactly what she does. She <laughs> spreads her toys all over the house. One of the things that I've done for her is I just created a basket. It's easy for me to pick up toys and toss them in. Every time I vacuum, I just do a, a pickup of the main level, toss all her toys in, and she can very easily get them out as she wants. But it 
just giving all the toys a home of some kind is helpful just for you. There's no magic wand that's going to keep them picked up. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. <laughs> well, if you've just joined us, we're talking with Amy Tokus, president-elect of the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals. She is also the owner of Freshly Organized. And we're talking about ways to organize all of your pet stuff. Okay, so let's talk pet clothes. So there's snowsuits and parkas and raincoats and sweaters and T-shirts and, of course, costumes this time of the year that all need to be put away, as I can see from my studio that is a hot mess. So where where do I begin? How do I organize all of my pet's clothes? Again, depends on how you think about the the clothes and things. So some people... We'll just do Halloween costumes, let's say. If that's the case, then I would pack it away with any other Halloween decorations you have so that it just comes out at the time of year you use it. You know, if you have other seasonal, like Valentine's Day or Christmas, Fourth of July, pack it up with the seasonal decorations. So when you get your decorations out, you remember that you have this outfit for your dog. Other things like and little booties for, you know, walking in the snow or in the rain. Those items, I would put near where you're walking them, if you can, so that you know when you're taking them outside on the leash, all their supplies are right there. Now, the parka, I would put away with your winter coat and then pull it out in the winter season. And, you know, if it's a rain poncho, then, you know, I would put it away in the winter because you're not going to be using it in the winter, most likely. And do you think we should, like, clean those items before we store them? Oh, I would. (laughs) I mean, I would, too, but I'm trying to give everyone a nice little hint. So clean up all that stuff, get the hair off, make it clean, and then put it away. I would even, you know, if you have a parka and they're wearing it all the time, run it once a week through the laundry or, you know, just keeping it clean will make your dog better. You know, that helps the humans yeah. too, because if you don't have those those obstacles in the air, then people that have allergies don't have as much of a problem if you keep the articles clean. Well, yeah. I mean, when you do store clothing, it should be stored clean, yeah. dry, clean, and put away. So, I mean, that's, you know, that's what I do. I mean, our our studio is also a prop room for me. So here, what I do is along one wall, I have from January to December. And in, in the boxes along the wall, they all start, like in January, I have parkas because that's when it really gets cold. In February, we have, and it goes on and on and on. And then Halloween is kind of like, Halloween and December are right next to each other because that's the most amount of stuff. And boy, do I have costumes. <laughs> okay. Amy, anything else that you can think of? Um, you know what? You guys really covered it. You talked about grooming stuff earlier, and I think that was great. I love the caddy idea, too, because I know, for me, I grew my dogs outside, and so it's nice to be able to take all the supplies outside and then bring it back in when I'm done. And um, that's about it. Thanks for having me. I, this was such a fun conversation, talking about pets. It was. It really was. It really was. And Amy, really, thanks so much for joining us today. You're going to have to come back, of course. Yeah. Well, that was Amy Tokus from Freshly Organized. She's the president-elect of the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals. That's NAPO. She's also the owner of FreshlyOrganized.com. 
and talking about all the great stuff, how you can basically organize all your pet stuff. Up next, we're going to kick off segment four with Global Pet News. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. We love to communicate with you via social media. Use The Pet Buzz social media channels on Twitter and Facebook to make a comment or ask a question. Post a picture of your pet on Instagram and tell us about his or her unique personality. You can also write to us at team at thepetbuzz.com. For more information about our show, our guests, and our buzzworthy freebies, visit us at thepetbuzz.com. When your doctor recommended omega fatty acids as a daily supplement, he told you that they promoted better heart, brain, skin, joint, and immune system health. Well, doesn't it make sense for your pet to have the same health benefits? EpiPet Whole Fish Treat, an all-natural smoked fish supplement, is 100% bioavailable, bringing your pets the nutrients they need to keep them healthy and happy. To order better pet health for your dog or cat, visit www.epi-pet.com. I'm petronologist Charlotte Reed. I'm veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. We're urban. Suburban. And and country. Okay, and let's move on to global pet news. And now, pet buzz news from around the globe. So, it's all about the Royal Sussexes. While Harry was wrapping up Megxit in the UK... Megan couldn't wipe the smile off her face as she took son Archie and her dogs Oz and Guy for a walk in the woods in Vancouver on January 20th. What appears behind her is a security detail of two. I think in the negotiations that still has to be worked out. But what I found so interesting was after the picture appeared, many fans were quick to point out that something was missing. Well, what was missing was Megan's third dog, Bogey. It's supposedly, if you remember, Megan was reportedly heartbroken when she was forced to leave her rescue Labrador German Shepherd mix behind when she moved from Toronto to the UK in 2017. Bogart was thought to be too old to make the plane journey, but now that Megan has returned to Canada, many assume that she would be reunited with her beloved pooch. However, he was noticeably absent on the walk, which did not go unnoticed by fans. So one fan who was a real troublemaker, now I feel a little like Wendy Williams. How you doing? But wouldn't you agree? I mean, if you don't know the story with Pierce Morgan and Megan, it seems that they were friendly on social media. He was a fan of Suits. She came to the UK and she met him at a pub. They had a great time. And then right after she jumped in a cab, went over to meet Harry. And that was the end of her relationship with Pierce Morgan. It was said to be friendly and ended abruptly. But really... I think if it was me, I never would have, if I was marrying into the royal family, I would never leave my dog in Canada. He would definitely come to the UK with me, especially if I'm marrying into the royal family. I mean, all things can be done through the queen. Uh, we've seen that. So uh, I thought that was kind of interesting. So we'll find out eventually what happened to Bogey. 
Okay, so this month I've been hitting the road for the uh, for National Bath and Safety Month. I've been talking with pet owners how they can groom their dogs and cats safely. I've been seen this past week on ABC7 in Sarasota, Fox Denver, Fox 31 in Denver, and uh, the CW in San Diego, and CBS 8 in San Diego. So now I'm going to share my five grooming tips for grooming safely with pets. So pet grooming, I think, is really strongly associated with improving the appearance of your dog and cat. I'm sure you would agree. But other grooming benefits include early detection of disease, parasite control, better hygiene, and bonding with your dog or cat. So as January is National Bath and Safety Month, I want to share some pet grooming tips and tricks. So Here's safety tip number one. You want to reduce the anxiety of the bathing experience. And I don't know if you know, you guys know this, but 71% of dogs have behavior issues, which can really be induced by stress. So keep stress to a minimum by reducing your dog's anxiety and possibly avoiding bathing accidents. So prior to getting your groom on, take your dog for a long walk and then give him a triple action calming sniffer chew, which are effective behavior solution that helps dogs stay focused and calm. Let your pooch sniff the patented pheromone on the outside for quick acting results and then let him chew the proprietary blend on the inside, providing long-lasting calming benefits. Calming chews are available at TevraPet.com and Amazon.com. Okay, so safety tip number two. People always want to know, when should you bathe your dog? And I always say, bathe your dog about once a month or when that unique or funky smell appears, you guys know what I'm talking about. You want to use a natural shampoo to keep your dog or cat's skin clean and the coat in good condition. You never want to use a human shampoo product on dogs or cats because the pH is different and a human product can really disrupt the acid mantle, leaving your dog or cat vulnerable to parasites, viruses, and bacteria. It also makes sense because your dog or your cat's skin can feel dry and flaky, which can lead to repeated scratching and abrasions, making it easier for bacteria to invade the skin. Additionally, you don't want to bathe your dog or cat with dishwashing soap. So many people tell me I use dishwashing soap. It's right there. It's easy. I don't even have to buy pet shampoo. And they tend to use the one, it's one of my favorite brands, but I use it on my dishes. So here's the thing. Even if they're animals on the bottle, don't use it, okay? The only exception to use that particular brand with the little duckies covered in oil, as if they were in an oil spill, is if your dog or cat has been through a natural disaster like a hurricane or a mudslide and his or her coat needs to be decontaminated. So consider instead EpiPet shampoo, a natural shampoo for both dogs and cats. It's good for the skin because it cleans, conditions, and moisturizes. It's also antifungal and anti-yeast. It can also improve the health and appearance of red stained paws due to your pet's licking. Go to epiepi-pet.com. And if you put in the code, use the pet buzz and you will get a 25% discount. Okay. Safety tip number three. I want you to listen to this. Ear infections are one of the biggest reasons pet owners take their pet to the vet. If left untreated, ear infections can cause hearing loss. So when bathing your pet, plug up the ears with cotton balls. Make sure you don't stick them too far down. Um, and that's for a dog or a cat. And really clean your pet's ears on a regular basis with veterinarian recommended Zymox Ear Cleaner and Ear Solution to help keep pets 
and their ears healthy. Zymox Ear Cleanser is gentle, it's non-irritating, and is made with no detergent or harsh chemicals. And it's great for those dogs who need regular cleanings, like dogs like most of mine who are spaniels who have that flap ear. Think about a basset hound, those long flappy ears. And he's also really oily, which can produce a lot of dirt. Um, and really good for those active dogs, especially those ones who like to swim or dock dive. And for those dogs or cats who are prone to ear infections, consider Zymox Ear Solution, which has been helping pets for over 20 years find relief from antibiotics. There's so, I mean, at this point, not only humans, but pets are also been given so many antibiotics that we're developing a tolerance. So this has no antibiotics, which is good, but it features a patent enzyme technology. So the solution interacts with the ear debris, the wax and the junk or gunk, as we like to say, to make that ear nice and healthy. So utilizing Zymax also creates a fear-free experience when cleaning your pet's ears. And it's available through clinics, pet specialty stores, and online. So check out Zymax at Z-Y-M-O-X.com or PetKingBrands.com. Okay, safety tip number four. I always say you want to organize all of your grooming products and tools in a caddy to save time and prevent Felix or Fido from being left in the tub or sink trying to get out and possibly making maybe breaking a leg or injuring themselves. So turn off the cell phone, close the door to avoid disruption of any kind. You don't want your wet dog running through the house and hanging out in a place like a couch or a bed. I have to tell you, my cat does that after I give him a bath. I let him out and he immediately goes to my bed. So I always have the whole bed covered with towels. So you really want to extract as much water from the pet with a microfiber towel. Just put a little lotion on your hand so it doesn't get stuck to them and wipe down the floors and surfaces when you're done to avoid pet and human slip and falls. Okay. The last tip, safety tip number five, I always say reward the experience. Treat your pet with an appropriate size treat to avoid a choking hazard. So made in the USA, Aura Bones are made in three sizes, small, medium, and large. For conscientious pet parents who want to keep pets as healthy as possible, while Aura Bones can't rival brushing of your pet's teeth, their unique shape will help clean the teeth, the roof of the mouth, and the tongue, as well as massage the gums. Additionally, these treats have three breath freshening ingredients like mint, parsley, and chlorophyll to fight bad breath in your dog's mouth and gut. And don't forget, it's always great to give these treats because February is Dental Health Month. They either come in a bag in the small, medium, large sizes, or you can go to a local pet store and buy them one at a time wrapped. So check out lovingpetsproducts.com. Well, it's time to wrap the show. And it's like I said, it's always too soon. And before we go, we want to give you a preview of next week's show. So next week, we're going to talk about groundhogs and Groundhog's Day and trends in pet tech products and how wildfires are affecting the animals of Australia. And we want to give special thanks to Alyssa Locombuco and Amy Kokus. And of course, we must thank our sponsors, the Animal Medical Center of Bradenton and EpiPet, making better skin, coat, and ear care products for healthier pets everywhere. Now, if you have a question, you can write us at team at thepetbuzz.com. We'll cover it on next week's show. And if you've missed any portion of this show, visit our social media channels, as well as your favorite streaming channel, and listen to the linked podcast on Monday morning. Most importantly, remember, we're here each week to help you take better care of your pets. 
Peace out, pet love. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Pet Buzz. The Pet Buzz is hosted by the dynamic pet duo, pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. Tune in each week for the latest 411 on everything pet related. Visit our website at www.thepetbuzz.com. Learn more about us, the show, and our guests.